0: A lot of people were talking about the uh, the, the angle on the sh- on the uh, on last week's show. What about it? Not the angle, but they said you look gigantic.
1: Oh, the perspective. Because
0: yeah. you didn't turn on that camera, so you only had a wide to cut to me from, and that wide is like a fisheye.
1: Yeah, I wasn't able to keep track of the one of the cameras because I was on camera myself, and it skews reality
0: because in reality you're about two feet shorter than me. Yeah. No, you're actually how tall are you?
1: I am six foot three myself. Six foot 30? Three. Six Come on. You know what I meant. Six foot three. Oh, yeah. 30 doesn't make sense. You know, look, That's you, crazy. You
0: would, I, if you said taller, if you would have said six nine, I wouldn't have blinked. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Powerful Truth Angels podcast, television, network, radio show, comedy hour. We're here. We're live. We're doing it. Jason, uh, I'm starting a new segment now called What's the Fattest Thing You Did This Week? And I'll start. So this week, what I did, the fattest thing in the world that I did to this week was, I, uh, I mean, I did many fat things this week. But one of them was, there was a, a, a small uh, group of people meeting at my friend's house. <laughs> Renee, friend of the show, lives down the street. And uh, somebody brought some snacks. They brought some buckets of cookies from Trader Joe's. I'm extremely uh, sensitive to Trader Joe's chocolate cookie, chocolate just- cats.
1: Oh, okay. Not the small chocolate chip cookies.
0: No, those are good too. But the chocolate cats in the bucket, and then there's the peanut butter ones in a bucket. Those bucket... Trader Joe's is essentially the devil. I don't know what they're doing, but it's t- it's like... I don't know how you can afford... For, I mean, I think they're kind of quasi-healthy, but like everything tastes so good, and it's really affordable, and I don't know how they do it.
1: Yeah, especially the desserts,
0: in my experience. Yeah, desserts are wild, so uh and you know i'm known to house a box a a bucket of chocolate cats on my own and we had a bunch of people we're having a quote-unquote meeting and uh there was a a bucket of chocolate cats and a bucket of the peanut butter whatever they are they're kind of fluffier and i was eating them at the meeting i was like fuck it i'm just gonna let loose and have some cookies because sometimes i like to spaz out and go go wild and uh can I, i can't say spaz can i Mm, not really sometimes i like to uh unfurl my fat wings and and flutter in place while i while i mouth uh treats even worse right what's worse um anyways uh so what happened was they were in renee's backyard the buckets of the cookies i had some had a good handful of each solely like loved it went about my day but i kept thinking about them and I kept thinking about the chocolate cats because I love the chocolate cats. I, they're like perfectly unsweet enough to make me crazy. And uh, They're and, sort
1: of like uh, Teddy Grahams, right? They're like a graham cracker, which yeah. I love a graham cracker too. Chocolate graham cracker.
0: Yeah. And uh, so the next day I went for a hike. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I know that those cookies are still in the backyard. Because I know Renee was working late that night. He came home late and I know he didn't go in his backyard. And he's scared of those cookies because he's always trying to watch his weight, which is uh, which is the 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 you know the bane of the existence of most men, most over um, 38 and a half years old, is that you're constantly wondering, what can I eat? Is this going to make me fat? What's going on? None of you guys have to deal with that yet because all my listeners are very young. But um, it's something you will have to deal with eventually. So anyways, I went for the hike, directly after the hike, like a fiend, to the flame that is that is the the, the dope i I drove straight to rene's house. I knew he wasn't there. I ran to the backyard i grabbed both i grabbed both of the buckets of cookies, combined them in one bucket because there's half a bucket left, made like a super mix brought it into the car and my friend Jimmy is looking at me he's like disgusted he's like what's wrong with i'm like i just it's in my mind i can't I can't shake it and uh and then to further fatten uh in today's uh in what's the fattest thing i did this week i then proceeded to drop them on the on the ground of the car behind the seat and of course
1: i ate them you do get the car cleaned every week but that's not generally gross
0: yeah but people's feet are there i mean so i'm just i'm just outing myself in the uh in the hopes that maybe i can gain some sort of self-respect and uh, and I won't have to do this again to myself. But that's one of the fattest things I did, in a series of very fat things I did this week because I'm starting a diet. I'm always on a fucking diet. You know that about me. You think I have body dysmorphia? I think I have body dysphagia. And um, it's true. I'm a fat person. Uh, but um, I, um, yeah. And so you know, as every person who who has a uh, who struggles with um, sweet, delicious buckets of cookies from Trader Joe's. Whenever you're going to start your diet, the days before you start your diet is when you say, well, it's, a, it's an open border policy to any and all snacks, treats, savory items and things of that nature. So pizzas, cookies, uh, whatever can all enter into, into the fray. And uh, so this past week I've been really acting out. And it culminated last night where I went and played card at Re- cards at Renee's and, um, and uh, a person ordered uh, these like pies from Magpies, these like, you know, ice cream pies. And I ate some of them and and got home so I could get up in time to go to the gym, but woke up at four in the morning, my nose completely stuffed, having some sort of allergy attack, even though I think they were dairy free it still destroyed me um and that's where I'm at everyone so two of the fattest things I did this week, and I'm sure there are a couple more i can't I can't you know there's some general um there's some general um Mark's on. uh, there's some, there's some other offenses that are much like the, the cookie thing in the back of the backyard is crazy to know, like to be thinking about in the back of my mind. Like I gotta go back for those cookies. I really need to like, you know, I'm telling, I've said it before I'm there inside me. There are, there are, um, six diabetic, uh, uh, nine year olds screaming for cake all the time. And I gotta, I have to keep them in bay with, uh, you know, a strict, a strict routine of discipline and um and uh, self uh what is it when you when you discipline no it's discipline and, and shame and shame shame and discipline which is like the tenets of any any strong constitution is really it's really shame and discipline welcome to the powerful truth angels everybody i'm alex 2 that's jason <laughs> Jason has managed to um, somehow write himself into the show. It's like some really skewed version of adaptation or something where he's like now in. I don't even know if that's what happens in an adaptation. I don't remember. Did he write himself? He wrote himself into the movie. I don't know. I don't remember. What's adaptation? It's a movie. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, Godard's dead in other film news, which is I
1: know that that I know it's hard for you to handle. Yeah. 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 I love Godard. You do? I don't think I've seen it. I may have seen one of his movies. I
0: never like. I never fully immersed myself in the French New Wave as, as you're supposed to. I yeah. watched some of it in film school, uh, but I started watching. Um, you know, because he's dead, you start to oh, let me see what I missed here. And I started watching this one called The Weekend. It's called Weekend, which actually is really good. Uh, I don't always have the. Um, I don't always have the 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 bandwidth or the basic like attention span for things that are that that can be that dense. But it was this thing is uh, this movie was started watching. and I'm like, this is really interesting and and visually pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, maybe the guy maybe the guy had something. I don't know. It's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. It's a joke. I don't know. I have no idea. What I'm talking about. So back to the book club. Uh, well, no. I started what? talking about books in the Discord, and people are, are, you know, we were talking about. I was trying to get you to to read the Chaos book, the one about Manson. I thought you might
1: like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You should read that. Uh, my girlfriend read it. She said she, she read it. She said it was very good.
0: It's good, but it doesn't have an an actual definitive ending where they go. This is the treasure chest. This is the end of the arc. This is where A, B, and C get zipped up into D. They don't really tell you what the answers are, but they tell you that it is very convoluted and scary out there. Yeah CIA We're living in the ending Acid Hate Ashbery Charles Manson The Beach Boys uh, Record companies Various law enforcement agencies All tied up Sharon Tate um, Sharon Tate's husband
1: Who's the director? Roman Polanski Roman Polanski
0: Yeah, Yeah Roman
1: Polanski Bad did guy, you, maybe.
0: Did you watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
1: I did. I saw it uh, at the... Um, what's the theater that's like the dome? Cinemarama? C- that is the dome, yeah. The Cinerama Dome. Cinerama. I saw it there. Quentin Tarantino introduced it. He was very like blackout drunk. He was? It was very funny. Um, very nice guy. Seems to really just love movies and was appreciate it at, Was it at the
0: New Beverly or was it at the dome? It was the at Ciner- the dome itself. I saw him once many years ago. Uh, kind of at in, in the height of one of his like, you know, I mean he's had a He's had a wild uh, run But like I don't know it's like three or four movies in I was outside of a club waiting to get in And I was like oh you know everyone's outside this club waiting in And here comes Tarantino walking down the street with like A girl in one arm and a pizza in the other I was like that's, that's probably a much better way To spend your night you know yeah. Than waiting outside the club speculating on whether or not You're going to get pizza or get laid You know but he had it all wrapped up
1: Yeah well he's a guy who can have it all wrapped up
0: Yeah he's really into that
1: into wrapping things up. Uh, apparently he guest? hated Goddard or didn't or no, Goddard hated him. Goddard did not respect Tarantino. Guest is running a little late. So. No problem.
0: No problem. It's even more time for me to talk. Talk to Jason. Jason, have you uh, since the last week's episode and the whole thing with the you know, I haven't really had time to do a deep dive and figure out what the fuck's going on with you, but uh, how's everything going with you?
1: Everything's good. You can keep up with the accounts. I don't know. I don't know right? if you'll let me plug them, but
0: uh i don't
1: know if we should be plugging well you can keep up with those i've been keeping continuing to post and right, um, plug
0: them. i don't i don't think it's
1: really it's on instagram yeah. <laughs> that'll yeah, thanks that'll, a lot no Produ- and uh at sell yourself movement
0: sell yourself movement which is a tv it's a it's a clothing company a tv show it's a movement it's a wave pool it's a movement it's a cult it's not a wave pool, yeah. Do I look clammy? I feel like I'm I'm in here. I'm sweating a bit.
1: Um, no, not particularly. How do my eye? Do I look tired? Maybe a little tired. Look a little weary. Uh, yeah. So
0: yeah, the the book about Charles Manson. I think <laughs> I talked about it last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should read it, then we could talk about it.
1: O- okay. No. Sure. You sure. You no. want to be in my book club? I'll be in your book club. It takes me about <laughs> six months to get halfway through any book, but.
0: Well, that's not going to work. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. That's the one thing about being on vacation is you get to read, which is nice.
1: Yeah, if you are or the reading type. Otherwise you just look at your phone.
0: Yeah, I don't I used to be the reading type. It's too it was too it was too hot to look at your phone out there. It was too bright. You just had a book. Mm-hmm. You can't the the sun literally burns through the screen and it just reflects into your eyes.
1: And it's painful.
0: What do you know about our guest today? You know anything about this gentleman?
1: I know he is uh in the fashion world sure i know that he is involved with a store called union which is a very well-known historic location in los yeah, angeles very historic yeah i know he helped out born and raised early on how'd you get that information from you on this show oh and uh when did i talk about chris probably with, so, with spanto maybe who knows yeah probably i'm sweating, Sponto. I'm sweating in here
0: i'm i'm, I'm sweating.
1: There's a little do do? breeze, but it's a little hot.
0: I mean, I think the breeze is is uh, negated by the bamboo blinds.
1: Do you want an ice drink? Do you want me to open the bamboo blinds? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry if you filled this up yeah. while I keep talking here. Why don't you go for it, and I'll fill that
0: up. Anyway, shout out to the old man. He likes to watch the show. He likes to watch the show and then do a kind of a. He does a. He's really invested in what's going on. He does like a. He does like a breakdown of what's happening. What he thinks. going on. Yes. He does kind of a roundup of what is happening, what he thinks going on. Let me read it to you. Wow, just finished 127. Thought the pod was finito, especially after your unprecedented appearance in the comments after the mutiny pod. I actually had some good laughs at the episode. Last time I sent you a text, I was going to say something about the Two-Tone and Jason show. And when I finished it, he jumped in with his quote unquote character. Had some thoughts that he could take over so, you can make guest appearances like Maddie. But the MacBang episode, which somehow slipped by me, showed the fallacy in that. The Mutiny episode was much more entertaining than MacBang, which was as dry as the burritos. <laughs> hey, It's good that Jason got a mic, but he's not talented or able to carry a show. He came off a bit of an entitled, whiny bitch in the Mutiny. I'm not a great fan of conflict as content, but I understand it, and you certainly ragged on Maddie as much as Jason. And he has some issues with boundaries. But I'm I'm glad to see the pod isn't over, and you managed to move on without finding a new producer. Now that everything is valid, sounds like you had a terrific vacation.
1: I don't appreciate most of that.
0: I know, right? Who would? But you know what? He's he's protecting his son because he, his son was attacked.
1: That's true. You know? And I ha- you have to respect that.
0: You have to respect the old man stepping up uh, in a line of fire. You know. Um, and I like I like that he also said that the Mac. You know, the thing that Allie did with the with the joke about I haven't talked to her about it. I talked to her briefly when I came home, but because I wasn't aware of the joke yet. But the yeah. thing about calling and saying the dog, my dog is lost on on Hyperion in Santa Monica. Yeah, that's a terrible. That's not a prank that you just don't do that. It's like saying like your kid's dead or something. You know, not that serious, but
1: or, on the extreme side.
0: It's on the extreme side. It's not the best thing to do. What do you and and, and you. Uh, you guys, you guys, and I have to kind of lump you guys in together. Cause that was on your watch.
1: Um, yeah, I think I, I explained what she was about to do to her.
0: Had I got that message while on vacation, it would have, it would have caused some problems because with the time difference, uh, I could have got that message when it was like, you know, five in the morning in LA and I couldn't call anyone and check.
1: And that would have left me with some serious hours of dread. Did you believe her voice? She tried to put on a different voice. Did you recognize? Well, I don't know because
0: by the time I heard it, I knew it was fake. Oh. But I saw the message when I landed. I saw the 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 memo of the message. And uh, I thought it was my ex-girlfriend's dog that got lost. And my name used to be on their tags. And I was like, oh, maybe her dog got lost.
1: Mm. But then I
0: realized it was a terrible prank. Played by terrible people on a great person, on a nice person. Sorry you just uh you just you, that's it sorry
1: sorry and i'm sorry it was dry maybe
0: it shouldn't happen again
1: sorry it was dry i'm sorry we have dry voices dry senses of humor
0: i figure i you know it, I, i'm supposed to be the one with the dry sense of humor you said that maddie when maddie is is ripping you it's like high pitched and fine but when i do it it's very dry
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's it's dry and biting i think yeah what else we got going on, Jason? What's the happening? words I use. Well, the world is going crazy as usual. Ukraine has taken back a large swath of territory. The Queen is dead. I saw that. I saw
0: that the Ukraine is taking over. Is is starting to turn the tables a bit? With you know, they're getting the, they have these missiles that they can shoot fifty miles away with with satellite guided accuracy. So from fifty miles away, they can just blow up a convoy. And that's from us of course yeah and i think that you know again like whatever we all know that this is like we're very much tiptoeing towards world war three here um and uh you know hopefully hopefully we can skirt it i mean i think i feel like we always skirt it you know i think we always skirt off and don't really get
1: yeah we've like, tiptoed before We tiptoed
0: around it bay of pigs those missiles can go way gulf longer Tong- than that gulf of talking by the way
1: those missiles what those missiles can go way farther than that um they More actually limit these? Yeah, they can go like 200 or something, but they actually limit the use because they don't want to antagonize Russia more for some reason.
0: Oh, they don't want to shoot them into Russia.
1: Yeah, basically. So
0: we're throttling. That's a red line.
1: Yeah, we're giving. Apparently, we're giving Ukraine just enough equipment to hold back Russia, but not enough to like beat them. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a weird. um, Well, because
0: we don't want. You know, uh, Putin is. uh, You know, he's not very thick-skinned. I think he might. He might be the one you know he I might don't know. Pull the, he might do it and then how's i mean and the crazy thing about it is that there will be memes
1: of course if they
0: if if ukraine gets nuked there's we're going to we're going to respond america will respond with heavy memeing we will carpet bomb the internet with memes and you know what it'll take about 1 hour after someone makes a takes a funny spin on it something involving a microwave and
1: probably less than that tv
0: dinner or something and people i don't know it'd be terrible someone will do it it's crazy how fast the reaction to the queen dying like it was like a instant reaction of just people. I mean, I don't think I saw one thing where people were like, "God, God, you know." No. God rest her soul. It God was, it was
1: all very mean.
0: But I mean, she has a history. I mean, she's kind of like, you know, um, I don't know. You, could, we, why don't you Wikipedia the, the Queen real quick and let's go over her atrocities real quick? And I got to blow my nose. Okay. Okay. So you got to cut here for a sec? Yeah. you spot me in here forever before
2: What's the word?
0: Just the good word, my guy? How are you?
2: Madness as always.
0: Yeah. Maybe this is nice. Maybe this is a nice way for you to take Maybe. a little break. Maybe. You know? Patetla. I got a question for you right out of the gate. Are, are you, these on? Yeah, Mike, we're check. hot. We're rolling. We're not there's no <laughs> warm up here. You just go for it. <laughs> go straight to time it. is time is money, right? We gotta we gotta keep it moving. Yeah. Um so you you have a uh, this is Chris Gibbs. He's, Are we really uh, rolling? Oh yeah, we're rolling. I was already talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already did fifteen minutes.
2: <laughs> my dad, I guess he's just, we're I'm trying ready. to we're trying to That's bang this day. up. Yeah.
0: You can always listen, you can always uh, you can always let us know if you want something cut.
2: I doubt I will.
0: If you say something crazy. I'll say something some, crazy. We're getting some Most dark far. shit.
2: Uh sure, just for future potential.
0: So you have uh, you have employees. Yes, you have like, and you've had employees that've been around for a long time. Yep. Uh, if one of your if one of your um, let's say your number two, yep. decided one day that they were they were tired of being number two, and they were like. And you, let's say you went out of town. Let's say this. let yeah. say you went out of town and you took a vacation, much needed. Let's say you yeah. hadn't had a vacation in 10 years. This is, I'm scared for this question. <laughs> when you take a vacation, you fully yeah. unplug. And yep. while you're out of town, yeah. one of your employees goes, you know what? Fuck Chris. Yeah. I am going to be the new Chris. Yeah. And I'm going to stage a mutiny while he's gone. Wow. And you come home. And not only like the shop is, just got a new look. Yeah. Uh, the shop has is uh, now they, they they made their own purchases without clearing with okay. you. They reconstructed the whole thing. What would your response be?
2: Well, first of all, does does the shop look good?
0: <laughs> um, maybe it's good, Are but at your detriment. Better than it's, mine. It's an anti-Chris shop now.
2: Hmm. All right, you've asked a complicated question.
0: Um, how's it, How's it? Is he good on? How's he? The mic, to get on? The
2: mutiny part obviously doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound like something I would at all like. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to think is that, uh, I already, I, I would give myself a good grade on empowering my staff. Right. To already feel like they can make decisions. Yeah. Um, and have the power to, to run their departments. Um, I leave a lot of leeway for like people, like I the way my management style is is one of like is is kind of how I was brought up, which is like, here are the keys, run this shit like it was yours, make me fucking money. Yeah. And if you do, more power to you. Yeah. If you don't, let's stop. Let's pause. Let's find out what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in pointing fingers. I'm not interested in finding blame. I'm interested in finding what's not working and fixing it. And if you're engaged in trying to legitimately do that and have a holistic and conversation around it, then cool. And that's the way I was brought up. I was given a lot of agency to do me. Um, and what I found in the last in the most recent years is not everybody can work that way. So there's a lot of people that I've had it, un, under my staff that have a problem with that. They don't, you give them the keys and they're like afraid of it. They
0: don't, they don't want to don't, be autonomous. Or
2: they just want leave, they want to be told what to do. Right. Right. Which I'm bad at that. That's not a good management style. And so the earlier we find out that your style of 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 being managed is one that needs like hand holding throughout the whole process. Mm. And you know and and very specific like here you you do that like a, you need a rule book. It ain't coming from me, you know what I mean. And so the earlier in the process we could find out that that's your style. I'm I can't change mine. I wish I could, yeah. But I at least I'm old enough to acknowledge I can't change mine. And so what I would say as a partial answer to that is, I feel like that most likely wouldn't happen because I already give a lot of agency to my staff. To to do that, in, to take control on a regular basis, you wouldn't have to engage in a mutiny to take control. Now that being said, if that happened, uh, yeah, I'm, I would lose my shit. I would have a major problem with it, and you know, heads would roll. Mm. Um, you know, um, because not because the of not because of the changes that were made. That maybe overshadowed decisions that I I but because you didn't sit and tell me, mm-hmm. hey, I think that your way of running the store, mm-hmm. your way of running this company are this, that, and the other. Right. They're wrong. We need to make changes here. We need to evolve in a way that you can't. I'm I have a plan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, show me the plan.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Come to you first. Yeah. Instead of instead of maybe taking it to a public forum and saying you know what, fuck Chris he doesn't know what he's doing I should be getting this, this, and this. what do you think about that Jason? uh no comment <laughs> we had a, <laughs> I would say we had a small mutiny on the show okay recently. wow, and there's only two of us on the show, so you have so, to use your imagination as <laughs> to who who was bucking. Omar <laughs> Omar yeah uh I mean look you like, you have a very magnanimous and generous response. I love the way you think about this stuff uh I think that you I feel like you have um. I feel like your, your vision and you being kind of clear-headed and gracious probably attracts a similar clientele, a, a similar employee, right? Cause like, you, and, 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 uh, and I'm sure the vibe is similar to like, you know, you keep, a, you keep a vibe over there. I mean,
2: keeping a vibe is something that I've always tried to do. Um, I wanna like going to work. Yeah, sorry, Like I allergies. do what, I, it's all good. I do what I love. And yeah. I want to enjoy being at work. I yeah. want to, which means I want to be enjoy the person I'm working next to every day. And I've been very blessed to have been afforded that opportunity. Um, it's funny you asked that at this moment in time. You didn't know this, but like we're Union is in the middle of going through a pretty le- legitimate restructuring. Oh, okay. Um, and we've. I would say in the last 2 to 3 years we've grown astronomically. Yeah. And you know as my uh CFO would say like the things that got us here won't get us to where we want to go. Yep. Like the the pro everything we've done to this date is a DIY yep. figure it out on the fly yep. mom and pop yep. kind of thing. Yep. And we've gotten to a point where that doesn't work. Yeah. At all. Yep. And we've had to restructure and refigure some things out. We've had to make some key hires in really high places of people who have an understanding of how to grow a business from this little mom and pop to something a lot more legitimate. It's not the right word, but bigger for lack of a better term um, in ways that I can't. I I have I've had to like humble myself to like no, I can't take this company like I've gotten it here, yeah. doing it my way, yeah. and there's a bunch of shit I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I'll admit I don't like reading reports. No, even if I did read them, I wouldn't know what to do with them. No, I wouldn't even know where reports to ask for. I don't want to pour over excels for four hours a day. That's I don't not- want to
0: open a, and, and I <laughs> listen. Excel sheets to me yeah. are like it, you, I open those things and I and I am forced to read them sometimes, but if yeah. I can avoid it, yeah. I mean, it's kind of so bad to me for me now where like I can't even. I can't even open my email. I'm like, let's just do a text thread. Because if I go in there, (laughs) I'm gone. Like
2: I feel you it's crazy. So we're as a company dealing with a restructuring. Yeah. And some of the old guard, let's say, isn't comfortable with some of the things and so I think we've all, myself included, had some like had had to deal in the last like let's say six months with a certain level of uncomfortableness with what it's gonna take. Like, we now have to have structure in places that we didn't. It used to be, oh, just we'll just figure it out. Yep. Now we can't because we found it, like, that shit don't work no more. Our inventory's off because we said, oh, we'll figure it out, Yeah, whoever, you know. Yeah, 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 And we've grown into a business where where it used to be, like, a mistake here or there. Yeah, even if we didn't figure it out, it wouldn't, like, it couldn't tank the company. Yeah. We're now playing yeah. in the big leagues where, yeah. like, one little mistake here or there can like tank the company and we've we've seen that. It's happened.
0: You let We're- one you let like you 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 ease off the gas for one one yeah. meeting, yeah, and all of a sudden you're like I've seen it happen. I'm, yeah. We're in the same place exactly. Yeah, yeah, We're trying to. We're we're not trying. We're scaling. We're yeah. restructuring. Yeah. and like we're we have a very DIY garage style way of doing things yeah. on the fly. Yeah. and as you get set past a certain point, it doesn't work with a bunch of people. Yeah, and everyone can't pivot. Yeah. And you know, and it's really hard to reframe how you how you look at your business. Yeah, because you have to. It's you got to let go. There's some ego stuff. Yeah, there's some vision stuff. Yeah. And you have to, you have to have perspective and understand that like on the bigger game, it's a different, it's a whole, it's not about your art project anymore. Yeah. It's about fucking cogs and dates and things moving and volume and margin. It's way different. And yeah. man, I've seen, I remember there's a, I've seen it happen where like a design, you know, I missed something, a design slipped by, an order was placed. And we had so much of this one design and I'm never, you know, we had so much of one design that yeah. I didn't like. <laughs> and and I see it and I know it's, not everyone knows what's wrong with yeah. it. I know. yeah, And I look at it and it hurts me every time because I'm like, there's a physical response. There's a physical proof of, of a fuck up because it's in the warehouse.
2: Yeah, every and, day. Yeah. But you gotta look, because it did yeah. move. Yeah. and So now you gotta look at it every fucking day.
0: and it's a, But hey, it's a great way to learn a lesson. i <laughs> no are not gonna fuck that up again. No doubt. There's no way. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, stakes are high, man. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's, it's also like you have to be malleable and you have to be willing to evolve. Right.
2: Yeah. And it hurts to say it and it's, you know, but you have to be, be able to fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, this year for union has been a rough year. We had a couple launches that went sideways on us. Um, and we've had to, learn from that we've had to take our medicine um i'm privileged and honored that we can yeah you know what I mean? yeah uh and i think i sent a weird email uh i'm almost embarrassed to, sh- to say it but i'll say it nonetheless but like you know i don't know some i can't remember what particularly went bad nothing big enough to deserve this email but my emotions i got caught up in my emotions yeah and i was like you know what You know, I I worked at Union in New York during 9-11 when they closed everything south of Houston for like a month. Yeah. Like we were just closed. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And there is no e com at the time. Right. It's just brick and mortar. You know what I mean? And we survived that is what I said. You know, obviously, COVID recently was another moment of like we were closed for six months. Yeah. Now we had e com that made up for it. Yeah. But we were closed as a brick and mortar. and. Obviously, there were all the challenges around. So, I, I at some point, I'd send an email reminding people on my team, like, look, I know it seems really shitty today, and it is. Yeah. But we've survived tougher things. Yeah.
0: I mean, you have to, it, the COVID was a, it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, we, we had a, when COVID first hit, Yeah, we had a meeting internally where like, we're, because, you know, people were getting laid off yeah, yeah. and we laid off people. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked internally about like salary. We're like, well, how about no salary for you guys? I'm, I'm like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> you know, but like we took a, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. talking area the business, but whatever. We took a pay cut. Yeah, And then, but the thing is we implemented a strategy that worked like crazy. Yeah. And people that got it in COVID got it. Yeah. And COVID was the thing where, like, a lot of people, like, I feel terrible. A lot of restaurants, a lot of things died, but a lot of things blew up. Yeah. And we're on a micro scale, you know, compared to like these giant companies, the ones that really made money. Yeah. But uh, people like us were kind of like, saw the writing on the wall. And we're like, oh, okay, time to pivot. Let's try this. And then, and then, you know, just keep pouring gas on yeah. that fire. But just to backtrack, Union, um, Union is a store in Los Angeles. And um, Union's been around. I've been shopping at Union. Since I was a kid, I mean, in my twenties, mm. I would go to Union to get like I would see this. This I would uh-huh. see Mob Deep yeah. and talk about Helly Hansen, wow, and, and see it in a video or hear them talk about it and be like, I need a Helly Hansen, yeah, yeah. And I would go get a Union, uh-huh. I would because I wouldn't because I know Union would have it, yeah, and because Union was on the pulse of all that shit. And this is like around the time of like I don't know uh Triple Five Soul and fucking yeah. Gundy Futura Stash and
2: early nineties,
0: f- you know, early nineties like. First wave streetwear. Yep. Like, for, so first wave streetwear that... It wasn't called streetwear. Yeah, where like if you want a jacket, you got a jacket from a yachting company. Yeah. Like no one's making their own <laughs> yeah, checked exactly. out jackets. It was like exactly. insane. And exactly. I remember buying uh, Helly Hansen for like some crazy amount of money and like going up to union and buying a jacket because I still lived in Venice. And it was like a thing. I just drive up La Brea and it was like a whole like I just go into union and just be like, fuck, what's going on in here? You know? Yeah. And that was before you were on, right? Yeah. What time, what I, year was, did you uh,
2: I started working at the union in New York yeah. in 96.
0: 96. Oh wow. Yeah. Well. Wow. So I've you're, been
2: there for a long time, but not since day one.
0: Right. And now you're a partner in union? So basically what happened is
2: during oh, yeah, that's the third thing. I brought up 9/11. I brought up the COVID, and I brought up the 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 recession right. of 2009. Oh yeah, um, as kind of survival points. So I started working at the New York Union in '96. Right. Um, for those that don't know, Union in New York opened first in '89, and it was the first store Whoa. that James Jebbia opened. This is predating Supreme. Right. James Jebbia opened that with Marianne Fusco and Eddie Cruz at the time. Uh, worked for them right? and then Eddie about two years later moved to LA and opened up a a union in LA in 91 so the LA union is is opened in 91 crazy Um, and so those two stores kind of coexisted for a long time Um, I started working like bottom guy in the totem pole folding t-shirts like in New York at the New York store in 96 when I was in college there
0: And you're originally from Canada. Originally from Canada, yep. Right. When did you move to New York?
2: I moved to New York in ninety-four.
0: And were you I mean you're in you're in New York in ninety-four. Yeah. Great time. Great fucking time. Crazy time to be in New York. Yeah. I I can't I mean New York was cracking until early I mean sure it still is, but until the early thousands. It was like on fire. It was magical. Magical magical. Yeah, Yeah, I I remember going there, like I spent a lot of time in the early thousands, and I just would be like I would go there and land and like three days would go by and I'd barely even like <laughs> been in a bed. Yeah. Like I it was like you step outside and all of a sudden It's electric. You are just like like yeah. you just don't have to do anything, you know. You know like one person, you're good. You yeah. just you're just in the fucking yeah. throes it was of really it. It's really good. It's amazing. The best time. Um but uh so you're working, okay. So you come to what what did you go to school for? I was in
2: school for education.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you're gonna be a teacher. Yeah, that's oh, okay. what I thought. I mean, I'm sure that comes in handy, you know.
2: I don't think so. Actually, <laughs> you don't think so? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure it does. But I mean, you're, you got uh, a bunch of kids working for you. But you by know, the you time got... I graduated uh, with my B, a couple things happened. I don't know if it's worthy of telling on this show, but uh, I was an international student because I am from Canada. Yeah. And I to to really become a teacher, you need to get your master's. Yeah. So I was got my BA. And I thought I was just going to be like, OK, and now I'm going to go get my master's. Yeah. And I hadn't done my diligence to know that um, I would have had to have reapplied. Like as if I never was in school from Canada.
3: Oh, wow. To
2: get my master's, which is which the the a lot of paperwork, which is fine. But the hardest part there is for you to go to school in America as an international student. Yeah. You need to have a. Uh, you need to prove that you can pay for school your whole time. Right. You need to have a bank account that represents that. Wow. Right. They don't want you coming here and working, basically. Oh. And so when I first got into school, I had a scholarship. And so I didn't have to prove that because I had, or what the financial commitment I needed was lessened by I'm going to school for free. Right. So I just had to prove I could pay my rent. Right. So. I would have to done that all over again. And I I didn't have a scholarship to get my master's yeah. and I didn't have money in the bank to prove that I could pay. All right. And so I, that was weighing on me in a way that I had I didn't anticipate. And then by the time I graduated with my B.A., I was already traveling to Paris. Yeah. Japan. Um, I was wasn't necessarily making good money, but I was having a lot of fun and traveling the world. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This shit ain't working. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what this can be. I had another option, getting my master's was still option one A. Yeah. But I was like, oh, let me just see what can happen here for a couple years. I'm loving New York. I got a good job. I got a girlfriend. You I'm, got a job at a union. Know. Yeah. I'm. I'm so let me keep it. Let and you're
0: work. finishing it to be at your your. B I finished that. You know. So I, you're out of college. You're putting yeah. the master's on hold.
2: Yeah. And I was like, oh, let me just see what this is gonna turn out to be.
0: Side note, it's crazy how much how much education you need to become a teacher and how little it fucking pays not that there's yeah, far, not that. That this should be tip for tap but it's like yeah like teachers make fucking shit yeah like yeah and teachers. that's
2: the other thing i as you say that i was i was probably yeah making because i don't really remember but i'm pretty sure entry level for a teacher would have been about 30 grand yeah at the time yeah. i don't know if it's changed much now and i was probably making about 30 grand or maybe even 40. Crazy. At union at the time so i was like Oh, I'm, I'm actually making more money than I would anyhow. Yeah, and I'm going to Paris and London and Tokyo with and,
0: Union. They're they're bringing you to all these places. Yeah,
2: because I was you know by that time I'm not no longer the totem pole guy. I'm right. I'm like I'm kind of the, I'm running the show there um, for Marianne Fusco. So I'm doing the buy, which at the time had excuse me had me going to London a lot. Oh, so you're buying it for one. them?
0: Yeah. Oh, so you're already like you're yeah. not. Because when you, you said you started folding, but you, you, From, you quickly moved up in a couple of years. I
2: I'll, I wouldn't like four years, right? Yeah, I mean. So by the end of my college career, yeah. so, you know, four years, which for a Gen Y or Z person listening right now, like I spent four years. like Yeah, reprehender on that. You know what I mean? Four
0: years, not months. Yeah. Not minutes. Four years. Four years.
2: To, to get to a position of. and. and work my tail off to do it and yeah. had to prove myself. It wasn't just handed to me because yeah. I hate to be that guy. I guess I'm sound like an old guy now. No,
0: that's but fine, it's you know.
2: Um, but I had to prove myself. Um, but then you're then, a buyer. Now I'm um, buyer, traveling to London, traveling to Paris. That's fucking lit, to how old are you? You're- uh, at the time I would have been, let's say 25, 26. That
0: must have been. Wildly exciting. Because I remember no- I remember buyers back yeah. like around yeah. that era yeah. and being like, wait, yeah. I gotta I gotta get a zero tech my nose. <laughs> uh, I remember buyers back in the day and being like looking at that as a job and be like, that's so ill. They yeah. just drive, they just
2: go pick shit <laughs> out. Like I know, right, you know. Well, I was a buyer, but I was also like running the shop. I was like, you know, managing the store, doing the buy. Um, I tell people like for a five year span, you wanna give me give me one. Okay.
0: Minute. I'm gonna I'm having like a- Allergy is it sorry. me yeah is it me how many cats do you have i have a dog no, no, sorry about that so you're you're out you're out there you're in london you're in tokyo you're buying you're finding new brands yeah uh you're you're i mean i mean that's such a crazy time because everything was so new yeah right? people were just figuring out how to start i mean the idea of like you know streetwear i remember I mean at this
2: time yeah it wasn't called streetwear. No. no 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 this is before someone put a name to it it was just we were just a weird store that you couldn't really put your finger on right what it was um well at like a- this at that time late 90s urban would have been like the right. dominant youth culture right um you know in and Triple five, oh my seven,
0: god, you. I mean, that that's that store was like a rock, band yeah. that you know who who you weren't familiar with, and you're like trying to figure it out. It was very new, yeah. and it's like listening to listening to a new some sort of new music, and you're like, I don't get it yet, but there's something here. And yeah, you, you know. And then you keep going back. You're like, oh shit, I'm hooked. You know. And uh,
2: and, and basically, the our top consumers were. I'd, I'd love to be able to give an order to it. Right now, don't hold me to the order. But drug dealers.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, tourists. International tourists. Yeah. And like DJs. And DJs. And rappers.
0: Yeah. Right? And like and like industry insiders. It, like music.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't. We A regular kid yeah. wouldn't really be walking into that store buying yeah. shit. Yeah. Or like mid-90s. Yeah. It just, you know... Uh, I probably read three books a week.
0: No way. Yeah. Oh wow. I'd
2: be a, I'd be sitting. The store is pristine. I've done all the work. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Being lazy, and now I'm sitting waiting for someone to come in the store. The LA and one. I got my book. Yeah. That's no sick. New York. New oh, New York. New York. Yeah. Uh, LA. By the time I came to LA, I came, moved out to LA in 2003. So by between then and there's a big gap there, but now it's streetwear it's called something yeah um la actually in this i someone else could probably explain it better but la i think the la got like the the new york side of things we kind of were holding on to like streetwear of old we were holding on to the the foundation of what it was yeah the la guys we're seeing the transition, yeah, when maybe it's related to Hollywood or something, they were seeing that this shit is moving somewhere, yeah, beyond drug dealers, rappers, and tourists. There's like a movement happening, yeah, and they were they were already like in the movement in a way that the New York side wasn't, and so when I moved out to to l a, that's when I when things really started to blossom. In, in a more uh fiscal like in a more commercial way
0: i so, remember those times of going to a shop and it would be like one dude with a mixtape on burning incense yeah and that was it and it was yeah. so quiet and you yeah. go through it and you're like what is yeah what is this you know oh you know i also remember too like in uh when i was in high school uh there weren't we we i think the only thing that out was maybe in on the on the west coast was conard yeah I mean, they were like maybe one of the and first they used to
2: the, sell it at union here
0: yeah for sure yeah there was Connor, and i remember i was trying to figure out how to start a company with my friends but all we, i got as far as like some designs i couldn't i couldn't wrap my <laughs> head around like well now i got to put it on a shirt like my brain was my yeah. little <laughs> pea brain was like it was totally possible. I had yeah, the art. You I was yeah, in yeah, like I was yeah. in a graffiti. Group. I had like the illest artist. Yeah. I could have done it, yeah. but I just couldn't. I couldn't connect the dots. Yeah, for whatever. And the reason.
2: recipe wasn't out then. Now there's a recipe. Yeah, now there's a recipe. And now there's a cajillion different places you could go to execute. Yeah, your thing. But at the yeah. time there was no recipe. But yeah, like you know the New York store. I think also you got to remember the New York store was started by James and Marianne. Yeah, and James in particular. By the late '90s, Supreme started, and he's selling to Japan. So his right. relationship with Japan is selling to them. Right. The LA store, the, but the Silk Road had been established. Right. Between Japan and America. Right. Right. Through right. selling of of Supreme. Right. And right. When so, it was just
0: like a skate shop.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: So now there's this connection with Japan, but LA. Before before New York was buying from them, buying all their little weird niche brands, and by little weird niche, I mean like Double Taps, yeah. neighborhood, neighborhood, and yeah. Bathing Ape, yeah, like, you know, um, and it was done in a in a way and in a time, those the Japanese guys hadn't figured out international shipping right <laughs> you know it was done like oh yeah you got to, we'll just send you shit yeah pay for what you sell or don't you like yeah. it was really kind of super weird you yeah. know she's yeah. like i oh, was we'll just send you a box of promo and do it with what you want yeah the, there was no business yet right around right it, right 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 you know right right yeah. so i remember when i took over so when i first moved to la i didn't immediately take over like how about this for crazy I had to basically start from the bottom again when I moved to LA. Oh, wow. So I started folding t-shirts. I worked for Berto.
0: No way. Yep, Get the fuck right. out of here. Birdo were... was
2: in my position. Fuck. So I had to start all over again. And I didn't take the reins of managing and running the shop until they opened the Supreme here and Birdo went to run Supreme. And then I was I able to- I like, that has been around since yeah. like the dawn of time. Oh, and yeah. Shit. And so wow. I remember my first trip to Japan doing the buy for the L.A. store. Yeah. And, like, again, before that, they were just sending shit. Right. Bape would just send, you know what I mean? And I was like, yo, man, people in New York want this shit like crazy. Yeah. You guys aren't seeing the demand for this shit. And I went batshit crazy. I think I bought, like, $300,000 wholesale of Bape on my first- run and predating that we were buying like ten thousand dollars a season No i way. went that shit crazy
0: and what happened dude we
2: used to call it a box of money yeah it would come in and it, like this is pre ebay this is pre instagram yeah. i don't even know how the word got out way we pre- would tell instagram. a couple customers yeah it's probably like nike talk. yeah <laughs> dot net or whatever and, oh we got in some new what, early thousands we got in some yeah yeah. This, this would have be been 2005. Yeah, maybe some forums. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, we tell a couple people, oh, by the way, some Bape came in. We'll release it on Thursday. And lo and behold, there's a lineup around the block for Bape.
0: It's crazy how many lives a brand can have once they hit. <laughs> yeah. Like once a brand hits once, yeah. it's like there's so much life and it can dip and go. It can go up yeah. and down. Like Bape is Bape still is going. a crazy one. Yeah. Bape still- probably
2: like the archetype for nine lives. So... We had it, it was our number one brand by far, like right. nothing even close. Used to call it a box of money when it showed up. Uh, we're murdering it, we're doing yeah. so well. Nigo calls us and he's like, I want to open up a LA shop.
1: Oh, yeah. Now
2: at the time, Bathing Ape was still like a, from, from where we were, from how it was being received internationally, they had their busy workshop, which is what they called it, which was a boutique in London. Mm-hmm. And then we were selling it. Right. Right. So we were like, oh, okay, you want to open up a shop in LA? And so we thought he wanted to open up like a boutique.
1: Right. So
2: we looked in the areas for real estate, in the areas and in the size that would make sense for a boutique. La Brea, third. Yeah. Fairfax has, you know, is just popped. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he comes to town and we show him all the spots and he's like, No, no, no. I want to open up like a big store. Like I want ten, you know, 5,000 square feet. Yeah. We're like, oh, like, oh, we totally, you know what I mean? So we basically had to recalibrate. Took two days to find some new spaces. Showed him a bunch of new spaces and he found, you know, we showed him uh, what was, what is, I don't know what's there now, like a new era, that spot. The one on Melrose? Yeah, the spot on Melrose. We showed him that spot. We showed him what was Became Burton. I don't know what it is now. Right. He picked that spot, which was like 30 grand. Something like 30 what grand. What was a your month guys' ago. end
0: for showing him?
2: So the Japanese way of doing like a like a license deal, let's call it, which yeah. is kind of what that would have been yeah. in Japan is you find a retailer who's selling your stuff and has established a relationship, right? Yeah. You partner with them. The brand, in this case, Bape takes all the risk from a product point of view, right? But the partner pays the rent and the staff and you get royalties off of sales. Oh. That's kind of the Japanese structure of right. what that would look like there. Right. So they were rinse doing a version of rinse washing, repeating that here. Right. We're going to be the partner. We'll run the store. Right. We'll pay the rent, utilities, and the staff. Whoa. They take all risk on product yeah so they own all the stock yeah and from sales we make uh royalties and in theory we make royalties enough to pay for the staff the rent the utilities and whatever level of profit
0: um you get what's left over after that right for the royalty right
2: and the issue that we had was a couple things number one um i think for his part of the deal because this kind of can fl- be in flux he wanted us to pay for the build out right and the build out was going to be Wonderwall right for five million dollars Wow! and
0: we were like what do you mean
2: Wonderwall Wonderwall is the architect that designs all the BAPE st- stores oh okay right and so who was who was at the still to this day probably like big swinging dick Fine. but like was like kind of like a rock star uh, architect in, in, at least in in japan so that was going to be five million and we were like damn we don't like we're still mom and pop yeah yeah. we don't have (laughs) five million on the on the front end number one number two like yeah we do well with this shit but like i don't know if your royalties are gonna make up you know and number three and this was our biggest thing dude this is la yeah this is like you saw what happened with von dutch yeah you don't want this so right. commercial you want it to be a boutique
3: right right you right, wanted right,
2: like right. you know things have changed obviously and they've weathered this storm and, and done it well It maybe wasn't even a storm but at the time these shops were gatekeepers from cornballs yeah getting into your brand and ruining your brand
3: right right
2: supreme would supremes like a lot of people to this day supremes like kind of mean or whatever you want to call it right but part of that is like a gatekeeper against a corny kid who's going to Buy the hat, wear it in the wrong setting, you know, and in LA, that can blow up really fast. Yeah. So I use Von Dutch as the example of like, yo, it'll ruin a brand. So we were like, yo, yo, you don't we don't want to be a part of you going so big here. Yeah. So we decided to bow out of partnering. Right. And they ended up opening the the store on their own the yeah. way they wanted, yeah. without us as partners. Yeah. And I would argue that was the beginning of the end of their first life. The as first brand. one, right. And so the, BAPE for a minute after, like the, the store failed. yeah, And BAPE kind of had to like reset.
0: You guys are and smart. it took you, a while. You didn't, you, didn't the, you didn't get the dollar signs in your eyes. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, this is yeah. gonna go. It's interesting too, you talk about the, like I remember the first time going to Supreme in New York. After, after the original shop, I remember going to another shop later, a few years yeah. later. And you know, I'm a young kid. <laughs> I'm like a much different person back then. And I remember this dude gave me so much attitude. And yeah. I was like, I left, yeah, and I walked out of there and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I was so angry. I was yeah. like, how fuck you know? Because yeah. you're like, I'm young, I'm yeah. arrogant, yeah. I'm insecure, and yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna fuck this dude up. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go in there tomorrow, yeah. And he minute he comes at me sideways, I'm gonna throw him. Over, you know, like, because that was their kind of thing. Was like, and they, and they created that culture. To where i mean now they can't they, they, there's just like a stampede <laughs> every yeah, fucking exactly. thursday they can't be they don't yeah. have time to be snooty yeah like they,
2: yeah <laughs> exactly. before it was like they're polite now they're yeah, like you know, yeah but cute. back in
0: the day it was like what are you doing in here
2: but it was like they were being part of it was they were being gatekeepers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah they missed we a just, lot sometimes they're being gatekeepers to a dope motherfucker
0: sure that happened but but you look if you look at like you can say whatever it is you want to say about supreme yeah but you cannot say like I don't know of another brand that has done it as far as building a brand in our space. I don't know of anyone that's done it so masterfully and yeah. and like because they've they've done they've hit every fucking thing, yeah. and they're still consistently like yeah. bigger than any brand. any of us ever think anything could ever be yeah and they followed their trajectory perfectly but they but you know the guy spent 10 years of just being like "Fuck you." yeah maybe longer you know maybe he said fuck you for 20 years i don't know but um it's interesting too because like you gotta have a serious you gotta have either vision or a serious chip on your shoulder or something yeah there's something special about that kind of person that can do that right that knows okay this it's gonna be fine i'm gonna build it they're gonna come and i'm doing my way like
2: even Obviously, it's the same owner. Yeah. So when I started working for Union, it's not like they had a different plan for Union. Right. It was still like, like I don't know if I was told explicitly to be rude to customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like these are the rules. Yeah. Make sure people know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people laugh. Anybody listening to this that knows me is like you're full of shit. But whatever. I'll keep saying it because it's my truth. Like as a Canadian, that was hard for me. To be oh yeah 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 yeah. To yeah. be rude. So I remember Canadians myself. Being like, excuse me, uh sorry, uh can you please not touch the t shirts? Let me help you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. People be like, You were never that polite, whatever. Right. But it was hard for me. Yeah. To be like rude to somebody.
0: Maybe it comes from some sort of like Seville Row like Crazy. I don't know shit don't from because he's English. The, the, the Maybe he James, got it from some store uh, out there. You yeah, know, because I, I know I don't in high know. certain high-end stores they treat you know certain places. Yeah. They treat, rich people want to be treated like shit. Yeah, but like now with kids are like we want to be treated like shit too. Like we're special. <laughs> you know, treat us like shit. <laughs> yeah. Spit on. Make me feel like yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. you know, and then I'm really gonna buy the fuck out of your shirt. You know, <laughs> I mean it's uh, it's funny too because a lot of people don't really understand that there's like this this like there's this web of like union supreme undefeated. Like there's this Stussy. connection, Stussy, yeah. there's this connection between all of these brands yeah. and there's like and 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 there's at times been people in common in all of them, right? Like yeah. you, you know, I know like Eddie and yeah and uh and uh, the other you know, James Bond yeah. and like and then now they have their new their new things that they're doing. And uh it's just interesting because like it's Casanola. Yeah, so Casanola, like yep, Calhoun. yep, Casanola. <laughs> um have you been to any of those games? Have you ever No,
2: I'm not a i am not you know what? Actually, let me uh, just let you know okay okay all right i was at the first game before it was casinola
0: oh when it was in the when they were in the uh warehouse like supreme,
2: when it was at supreme yeah back you know way back but yeah i'm not a good poker dude i got i lost too much money
0: yeah it's a motherfucker um <laughs> i've been winning jason don't look at me uh so uh you know um yeah it's just interesting because it's like uh it, there's just a stronghold of these companies in the West Coast, on La Brea, Fairfax, yeah. and outwards, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, Undefeated has a shitload of stores, done extremely well. Yeah. Um, and they've just kind of quietly created this like network, you know. Yeah. And um, and you know, which is awesome because when we came, when Born and Raised came out, you are one of the first people that we came to, and you know, I think that your response to what we were doing was probably, uh, I would say like instrumental in our early kind of like, you know, uh, entrance into that world. You know, like I, you know, I've got my roots in it, but we just came out of nowhere and we're like, yeah. okay, and well, let's hit up this dude. And your thing was like, you were so supportive from day one. You've been hella supportive of born and raised in a way that, you know, everyone's supportive. Yeah, Like everyone's like, damn, that's great. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I get it? Yeah. But yeah. you've been like, you know really supportive and really like you know from uh you know like taking count like letting us like ask you for advice or showing up to be in one of the films like you've been there yeah. because i don't i mean i guess you know something you're something I think you it's, like about it's the a print, couple you know? things
2: first and foremost i think the shit is dope and i believe in it like and it. i'm you know like just a big fan of what you guys not only do but represent i think you know, I I'll say this to the degree that I can, and sometimes it's easier, harder than others, but like I was I'm trying to pass on what was, you know, given to me. Right. And I was given the opportunity to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know, and yeah. support in a way that I, I always want to try and extend to, to others. Right. Sometimes it's easier than, than not. Some yeah. people would tell would say I failed them in that. Um, thankfully you don't feel that way, but you know, uh, you know, I ain't batting a thousand. And then the other thing is like very specifically for what, what I believe born and raised represents moving out here from, even though I'm Canadian, I'd lived in New York for 10 years before this. So in essence, I moved out here as a New Yorker. Right. And so one of the things that actually Berto really championed and really was like, dude, you got to lose the New York out here. Right. That's a quick way for failure.
0: Back in the day it was right. Back in the day coast not yeah. anymore, but back in the day coast coasts were so territorial. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, yo, you're you're you can't be fucking yeah, you couldn't even dress. Yeah. Don't like, come out here telling yeah. me
2: we don't make good pizza. Don't yeah. come out here, yeah. this, that, and the other. Like, yeah. yo, you're out here. You're breathing our air. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so he really, you know, I love Berto to death. I, I wouldn't be here today without him. Like his support. Early on, because I had a really tough time when I first moved out here. He I had did. a tough time acclimating to L.A. Why really, what was, really so, what was so time. tough? I'll say this. L.A. today and L.A. 2003 is very different. Yeah. Um, the car culture is not what I was used to. I was used to like commuter culture. Right. Um, like the just the culture in general was was really tough for me to kind of um, navigate. Um I had had just a really, really tough like first five years. What I would say, I did not like it here.
0: You just didn't like it, not at all. What didn't you like? I guess what I would
2: say, generally speaking, if I was, I would have to kind of um, generalize. New York is a representative of a metropolitan big city. Yeah. Right. Um, And so, it's not about New York versus L.A. It's about like metropolitan cities and la especially back then did not represent that to me new york is based on convenience right right you want to go anywhere you get in the subway you're there in fucking 15 20 minutes you don't deal with traffic you don't have to deal you want uh cuisine yeah what you want brazilian you want french what do you want it's all here and it's all it's big you know you step out of your apartment in new york and within walking Two or three yeah. blocks you're gonna yeah. bump into somebody you know who's gonna yeah. be like yo what are you doing tonight yeah, 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 oh yeah. Shit, i wasn't doing nothing yeah. yo there's a party here there's a party there there's this going on there's at this well, museum, there's this club you're meeting people at all there's commuting yeah. and meeting people on the yeah. subway in yep. the streets in the stores you're in down i was in the down i was blessed enough to be quickly indoctrinated into the downtown scene so yeah in new york it was just everything was easy i didn't yeah. have to like out here it was like I'm not seeing anybody. No, I'm not bumping into anyone, no one's telling me what's going on. No. The p- clubs close at two. Yeah. In New York, I leave the house at two yeah, yeah, to go yeah. to the club. Yeah. And so it was just a also, had to reprogram.
0: New York, you have LA is yeah, fucking segregated as fuck. Yeah. Super spread yeah. out. Yeah. And in New York, everyone's outside all the time because your yeah. apartment is a piece of yeah, shit. Exactly, you want- and B, every. In New York, you're intermingling with every fucking socioeconomic, ethnic, everything jammed in, supermodel to gangster to like, it's all in one club all the time, like it's crazy.
2: So one of the, it took me a while, but one of the things I did learn is yes, it is harder. It's not convenient to socialize out here, which was the main thing. Yeah. But what I also learned is when you put the energy in, you meet like, it's crazy for me. People are gonna like listening to this might be like, that guy's full of shit. Yeah. Like L. A. is known for having plastic people. Yeah. And Yes, that exists. Yeah. But some of my deepest, most real friendships, yeah. were formed because I had to put the energy into <laughs> finding them. <laughs> right, right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, hey, you want to hang out tonight? Yeah, yeah. I got to drive for forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like you enough. I'm gonna yeah. do it. True. Versus in New York, it's kind of easy come, easy go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did. I would. I was afforded the opportunity to like learn. How to navigate LA and make it. And the best advice, Berto gave me great advice. Eddie Cruz also gave me the best advice. Don't make LA New York. It's not. Don't compare it to New York. What we right. just did, right. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't yeah, compare yeah. it. It's yeah. not New York. Yeah. It's something different yeah. and it has its positives. You have to find them. Yeah. And so fortunately, I was able to do that, but it was it was really hard at the beginning. It's um, so,
0: it, LA is so spread out. This is what's crazy. Yeah. LA is so crazy and spread out. Yeah. And there's so many different, like there's things happening two blocks over that I don't know anything about that are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whereas like if in New York, you'd fucking, you'd be there. Yeah. Uh, I've sometimes discovered things in LA through people that came out here from New York, which is fucking embarrassing. Right, yeah. I've had a friend from New York be like, "Hey, come with me over to this thing." I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't know about this." You yeah, know, yeah. like that's how crazily big and spread out LA is, and yeah. and it's oppressive because everyone kind of sticks to their clique. I yeah. mean, it's changed now, like the new generation is so much like yeah. that. But early thousands, you know, Uber. it was it was <laughs> Uber yeah yeah things things have you can changed get a lot. Around. I remember
2: heads would come visit me from New York, or come visit the store. Yeah, right. And they would get to the store and look already like bewildered. Right. Right. New Yorkers when I first moved out here. And, they, and they'd and they be like, yo, man, I just paid $60 on a cab ride to get here. Where, where's the fucking subway? Yeah, I mean, there's there's like, no subway check. Just, but just to tell you like the mindset. Yeah. Most people that, you know, now you have the internet and Instagram and all this information where you, you should know this by now. Yeah. But back then... People came out here being like, where's the subway? Right. Where's the I how do I get around this city? Yeah. yeah, You know, it's hard to navigate.
0: Also, where is the like where's the fucking city? Yeah. Like you have you have like, you know, you have this area here and you have the west side, but everything else is like, you want to go to fucking, I don't know, Newberry Park to eat some noodles? Like that's a whole thing. Yeah. It's not just like right down, you know, I don't it's 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 you know, the valley is a whole different world. Yeah. And no one even talks about it goes to but there's a whole thriving thing happening Absolutely. there and it's, Absolutely. It's, and it's, you know, dope. yeah, and it's I dope. Was,
2: you know, like, yeah. So it was tough for me to navigate. I'm glad I did. I love it here now. Right. I couldn't like, you know, my wife and I have discussions about potentially moving back to New York and
0: right.
2: I'll tell you, I'm, I'm never one bringing it up. I'm like, no, I'm good. I like, I love it out
0: here. I mean, everyone migrates all the New Yorkers too you know about 10 years ago maybe longer started migrating out here anyways because they're like wait a minute like uh you can't get a fucking you can't get a a, a decent place to live in if you want to relax you can't relax yeah you go to new york you go home to sleep like you're not chilling yeah and la you can actually chill i mean you can chill here too much yeah you see people here in la like how do you how do you living like you just have no job (laughs) for 16 years yeah somehow you can do it here i don't know how but um yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm from LA. I love LA, but I, but I think that uh, New York is is an amazing and in some ways a superior city. Even though I love LA, yeah. you know, um, but uh, just that forest city. I mean, fuck. In New York, uh, you can fly to you can fly to France in six hours. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, um, that 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 you know, if you're if you're into uh, going to Europe, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. So now and then, you how long ago did you meet your wife?
2: We met uh, in '96.
0: She's oh. the one who got me the job at Union. Actually. Oh shit! You guys been there that long? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are like, yeah. and she's got her own business now. Yep. She's, she's like she is, I see, so I see the Bethany's stuff. Beauty. I couldn't make it to the to the thing. I was I was in I was in oh. France. Oh, okay. I was in Antibes. But um, but uh, I see what she's doing. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like you she's guys doing and, her thing, and you guys are both just like, I mean, is that is that? I feel like that. I feel like that would be a good thing to have in a relationship. And yeah. maybe sometimes tough.
2: Yeah, it, it, both, you yeah. know, she's killing it. She's doing her thing. Um, we both try and support each other as much as possible. You know, uh, we're humans. so yes. competitiveness can get in the way. So oh I'm shit, yeah. Moment. You're like, my drop. But, yeah, You're like, you're not touching my <laughs> yeah, drops yet. Exactly. But uh, for the most part, you know, we've been super supportive and, and really, um, tried to help each other and it's it's great to have that like i said i you know my entry into this world is, is through her
0: that's crazy and you know you you want from what's interesting too is that you know about union and uh you know not everyone knows but uh you want from i lost my train of thought um this is the the side effect of the zero tech it makes me loopy <laughs> Sorry, I got this thing on my nose. Oh, it's good. like it'll just that's, run. Not, that's, that's true, it? I did the neti pot this morning. And I went to the oh. gym and like I'm doing like a plank and it's just like just shit oh, coming out damn, of my fucking face. Damn. Um oh, Union, yeah, a store, is now a brand. And I know you've been working on that for a long time. Yeah. Uh, cause I've been watching and, and, you know, I've been, we've been in and out of the store for, you know, for, yeah. since we started, yep. uh, and it's probably one of the last stores that we'll actually sell to as, as of now, cause we don't thank do retail. You, you. Yeah. I mean, you know, we love you guys. And, uh, you've been building a brand yeah. out of union and yeah, trying to, trying to, I mean, but it feels like, you know, it feels like there have been some moments that have accelerated the growth yeah. of the brand yeah. maybe some partnerships yes certain <laughs> yeah. partnerships with yeah. certain certain <laughs> other labels maybe ink yeah some some yeah some swoosh some some uh some of the good some people out man. out in uh portland or yeah. where that they they're in uh
2: yeah i mean uh we are it's it's kind of i could compartmentalize it and talk about it easier But that wouldn't really do it justice because it's kind of been like this holistic potpourri of just trying to do dope shit. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But obviously, the foundation of union and where for the longest time ever we made our nut, pardon the French, is being like a reseller of other people's stuff. Right. Um, and historically, we because of how we operated, um, we had a lot of exclusive stuff you couldn't get elsewhere uh, I think as this industry has evolved, that has become a really competitive and hard place to navigate right and so we've had to diversify right so how do we, how have we diversified? we've diversified through collaborations with where we can kind of like Hey, we're selling born and raised, just to give you an example. Sure. Born and raised, you guys don't, but sells to 10 other doors. So we're not, we don't have the exclusive we used to. So let's do a collaboration with them. Yeah so that we can have something exclusive how collab the genesis of collaborations is for a retail store to have something exclusive yeah. to give reason people a reason to come to them and no yeah. one else yeah right yeah. so that's how it starts that's how it started right it's on un- it's evolved into something else now,
0: now it's like Kraft macaroni yeah g- working with Chase yeah, exactly, Bank exactly exactly to make a fucking digital noodle yeah. or some shit yeah. yeah but
2: that's the genesis of it and so yeah. that was part of our uh our quiver of of options that we would do so we've always done collaborations um and so when the when jordan kind of approached us to do something it seemed normal it's yeah uh, that it was just oh yeah we'll do a collaboration great uh what we didn't know at the time jordan definitely didn't know at the time i definitely didn't uh was somehow that launch became a to touchstone that we could not have predicted yeah um and the success of that launch kind of catapulted us into a different space yeah, yeah with yeah. a new customer yeah and so while we were then still are foundationally this kind of mixed brand shop boutique the jordan collaboration started a new wing of right. like these really big kind of corporate collaborations right that kind of take over for a while
0: and, that's, and is that opening doors to other things like that yes, outside of yeah, nike yeah yeah they're like oh you did nike so that, exactly. like they're like the guys are like oh he did nike so you yeah. must be able to do this exactly let's give him a fucking lamborghini exactly. you know like whatever the fuck exactly right? yeah. so that's been great that's how it works right yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta get past one of the gatekeepers yeah you and gotta then.
2: do you know um so that's been great and really successful and we have a really healthy relationship with them and it's going great i
0: mean the shoes really are beautiful thank you yeah thank you, i love man. i love the way you put them together i yeah. know you i know you're touching all that stuff personally yeah i have been over at your office and, I, and you've walked <laughs> me through the process and i'm like i mean this motherfucker is on some shit yeah you're like, you're like i'm gonna take a piece of a plastic bag and some graph paper and some old linen yeah. and i'm like China, i don't even
2: it's you know you know the deal yeah and but then, but, uh, but
0: but designing a shoe and i've been going i've done yeah, it a few you. times yeah We've done it back in the day and we're doing it on a different level now. It is fucking hard. Yeah. It is like you have no idea. No one understands unless they've done it. How many variables
2: for sneakers in particular? Yeah. And I you've gotta find this crazy balance between creativity yeah. and commerce. Yeah. How can I make something that's really creative and dope yeah. and fresh and new? Yeah. But not so dope and fresh and new that I'm gonna, you know lose a lot of customers yeah. because you know you especially if you're collaborating with somebody like nike yeah. that's a commercial exercise yeah,
3: yeah it's yeah. not
2: you know it's not art yeah you know what i mean yeah you want it to be artistic you want yeah. it to be creative yes but it's not art it's a right. commercial exercise right. you want it to you're doing you're that volume, so that you man. can yeah, reach yeah. people yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Your are yeah. our you know yeah. i don't want to put that on you you guys don't have a small brand but my small brand wants to reach more people how do we yeah. do that yeah. with a more successful commercial entity yeah so that's why we're doing that so it's and,
0: and it's hard that balance is really hard it's hard because well just just yeah, yeah that balance is hard yeah accessibility yeah with design and quote unquote what your art might be your passion or whatever that is yeah. just telling the story and then even that it's like the actual brass tacks of design issue uh it's it's variable wise it is endless. Like there's really only so much you can do with a t shirt. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Only so many things you can do to it. Yeah. A shoe, especially now these days, the The way like in the past five years what's happened to shoes. Yeah. Like it is like shoes are now, you know, like back to the future had a had a futuristic shoe that's you know (laughs) it's gone so far past that shoe (laughs) where it's like if you if i would have seen this in a science fiction movie the shoes i'm like that's ridiculous yeah no one's ever gonna wear that but now people are wearing like you know yeah it's 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 it's, it's insane i mean it it went really crazy i remember for a minute it was like you know the balenciaga and all that stuff like all the crazy like the dad shoe turned into like what can be the most ugliest moon boot dad shoe possible it was like it was a it was a challenge now that shit's kind of die down a bit but it's still
2: i don't know if it's died down. you don't think so <laughs> it's, it's, morphine. it's it's
0: morphing it's it's really and then the funny thing about it too is that like i'm not like a i'm no shoe expert like yeah. i'm not a fucking i don't you know i, I buy them i wear them i chuck yeah. them like i don't yeah. i'm not that yeah. guy but but all that happening and then you'll i'll see something i'll be like the biggest shoe was like the panda like the yeah. Nike Panda. It's yeah. like a black and white yeah, shoe. Yeah,
2: exactly. After all that and shit's you going on. I couldn't predict it. I'll you tell can't you predict it. Yeah. I couldn't have predicted our successes. Yeah. Um, our, I don't know if we've had failures per se, but um, it's really hard. But then, so there's that whole thing, which is an animal. Yeah. Un, like that's, we could spend five podcasts just talking about that. Yeah. And then, yes, you're right. We are trying to pivot to become a brand. Yeah. And... I'm not going to say we're the first or the only, I'm sure, I'm sure there have been others, but generally speaking, I think we're trying to do something that has not really been done, which is a store becoming a brand. Right. I can't think of an example of that.
0: I mean, Supreme. They were always, they are always a brand. Didn't they carry, they carried other stuff in there. They carried other stuff, but they were always always a a brand. brand. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: They came out as a brand, but you know, um, Oh, and, and look maybe they weren't maybe they were that but they made a very quick pivot Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. got 30 years of being a store that sells other people's shit yeah. you know so yeah. um and that gets weird when you start thinking about if you want to wholesale yeah right like yeah. if i'm the union of london yeah maybe yeah, i don't yeah. want to sell you as a brand we're competitors right. right right i don't know does and clothing doesn't want to sell union i don't, I don't know yeah You know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's kind of weird so we're trying to do something that I don't know has been done and if it I'm sure we're not the first under the sun. Yeah. But it's there's not a lot of examples. So there's not um, a and, and I'll give I'll get down to granular shit. Yeah. We have our Instagram. We have yeah. our way of, you know, kind of letting people know what's up. Yeah. Well, ninety percent of our Instagram is telling you someone about a brand we carry.
3: Yeah, We're launching
2: yeah. Born and Raised today. Right. We're launching VisVim tomorrow. Right. We're launching Double Taps on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, on, and then one day. Oh, and we've got this union shit too, by the way. Right. Right? Right. And and it's hard to do both. Yeah. It's like, so that, that gives you like an actual example that then use that as a microcosm for like the brand challenges. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Every other brand that we would be competing with has 100% of their Instagram, 100% of their social media dedicated to promoting their shit. Right. We get right now, you know, and obviously we we this will have to change and pivot and morph, but as it stands right now, because we're in the early years of us as a brand, maybe 80, 20% of our social media is dedicated to our brand, right. to promoting our brand. Well, and that's thing, a
0: challenge. That's the thing that's good about the shoe. There's, there's a whole wave of people who never even heard of Union, who are like, yeah. damn. The, the union Jordan's heart, what's union? Yeah. You know, like that's dope. They don't even yeah. know it's a fucking store and yeah. ammo, blah, blah. and
2: gift and a curse, right? And, you know, I'll I'll take it because yeah. you know, any notoriety, any awareness is good, yeah. But like, but now most of those people only know us for our shoes, yeah. They all, you know, they only like people come up to me, you know, I'm blessed in this. People recognize me as the you know, designer, creative director, whatever of union. Jordan, Chris Jordan. Yeah. Like I'm known as Chris Jordan. Like what? I got a new last name. No way. Like when I walk around Japan. Yeah. Oh, Chris Jordan, right? Oh, oh no oh. shit. They show me their shoes. Oh, it's my shoes. Probably... Which is an honor. It's right. a blessing. I'm not right. complaining. Right. But a part of me is like, damn, I wish they knew me. They Like knew... they might
0: think you work for Nike. Yeah, you know, yeah. Chris
2: Jordan. Oh, you know.
0: Oh, uh, it's it's it's. But it's, hey, man. It's First a weird. Players. It's a weird, tough game in business. Yeah uh i would never recommend it's not for the weak heart no. man. i would never tell anyone to get into the yeah. clothing business there's a lot of times unless you love it yeah and you then
2: love you know i've been i'll say this and th- these are some of the things i'm struggling with now yeah as i see a ton of brands yeah designers leapfrog us
0: right i'm not a competitive dude oh yeah but yeah. i'm also not blind yes
3: right yeah so
2: i see them immediately like yo i never even heard of your brand yeah and overnight you're doing fucking 20 30 million in sales yeah and i'm and we can't do that we don't do that we can't yeah you know that's not our reality yeah and so like theoretically there are decisions that i could make yeah to maybe equal that in sales right but that's not what's organically coming from me as a designer yeah. as a creative director. Yeah. Now, for me, I've made a decision. I'm going to run this brand in a way that I'm I like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and to date, I've done that and almost thumbing my nose at sales. Right. Right? Which is a that's a decision. Right. You know? will i change i don't know but to you know that's been tough for me to kind of be like all oh, these brands are killing it and why people why don't you why don't you're union why don't you yeah why don't you know and i'm like yeah but i don't i i don't want to do that i yeah. want you know i want to make this item this article that is that i believe in i don't want to just make something to make it. You yeah, know you're what I mean?
0: doing it organically. You're doing what you want. To, you're you should you know you're you know, doing what you so want to far, do. Yeah,
2: I'm live. You know, it's afforded me a great life, yeah. and I'm super blessed. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, I don't have the mansion and the yacht, but yeah, I'm super happy and I love coming to work every day and I yeah. love working on the things I'm working on and we're growing every day. Yeah. But it is a challenge, and it can be. You know, some days are better than others. But as you said, I net like it's so hard. It's, right? Yeah. The they leapfrogging like, thing don't is crazy. Do it to make money. Yeah. Do it because you want no, to you do love, it. Yeah. you have a passion for this thing. You know, I some love, people can make money. Yeah, the, And that those people are people that like their passion is making money.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah.
0: which
2: I'm not judging that. Like, you know, that's not my passion.
0: Yeah. If all I want to do is make money, I would have, you know, I don't know, been a fucking stockbroker or a doctor, which I don't think I could have been, but
2: But there's some there's some people that have left that part come into our world, Yes, taken those principles, yes. adapted it and, uh, to those making
0: streetwear and doing really well. <laughs> I, I ain't
2: mad at
3: them. No,
0: I don't. You know what I mean? I like yeah.
2: I'm never, people are like, you know, some people I talk to might think I'm a hater or whatever. I'm not mad at all, man. Yeah. I know what it, I know how hard it is to be successful. Yeah. So anyone that's successful, whether I like the brand or not, more power too. Yeah. I just know what we need to be. Yeah, and I want what
0: I want us to be. Well, you're coming up against with all this stuff and the progress and the growth. You're coming up against yourself, and you know if and it could just come down to like, like you said, like scaling, organization, no. communication. Yeah. You might not have those skills. Yeah, and you and, and and if you haven't learned them at a certain point when you get to a certain age, yeah. you're not going to get them. Yeah, you're going to talk to people a you certain way and strategic like strategic hires. Yeah, yeah. man, you got to you got to figure out how to hire good. Yeah. You know, marry up, right? <laughs> I weird. don't know. Um yeah, man, it's it's a it's a crazy trippy business, and uh, you know I I love I love the I purely the only reason I'm I'm involved in this business is for the creative parts of it for me, which is like making films and designing. Yeah, everything else can eat a fucking dick. <laughs> All of the rest of it, I do. Oh, like,
2: fuck! Sorry, I, I know we're probably wrapping up, well, but what I wanted to say is one of the main. I was telling you like back I, we lost track or we diverged, but yeah. like. You know, what I've always appreciated about you guys is, 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 is Berto told me, like, don't try and like realize you're out here on somebody else's breathing somebody else's air. Right. 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 And so when I first met you guys, I immediately saw the like the, the genuine article of what you guys represent. Right. And I really realized like, oh, shit, there's a lot of people breathing your air. And 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 taking away from you guys and I and I <laughs> early on saw that and I was like I don't want to be one of those guys. I right. want to be I you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. beyond just really respecting what you were doing and you guys uh you and uh, Sponto, I also wanted to to kind of change the paradigm a little bit and yeah. make sure that you know you guys were 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 you know getting your flowers so to speak as yeah. like all these brands that supposedly represent LA yeah. for people that aren't from here and yeah. don't really li- live or know the culture. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, And so part of me wanted to very much make sure that like these guys who really live the culture, are about the culture, are given the same opportunity that a lot of these other brands kind of take from them. And that's right. something that early on, that's you know one of the many reasons why I really,
3: yeah we
0: we appreciate I mean, that guys, and it shows you've been supportive I mean it, yeah. it's it, we really appreciate it and uh, you know it's it's interesting because we're all just in this like microcosm and people you know people look at born and raised and they're like fucking you're killing it so big I'm like yeah but it's still like you know there's people that have lapped us yeah 10 times with like yeah. you know and taking a little Here's take a sprinkle of this a sprinkle yeah. of that and like yeah I can be salty about it but it doesn't do me any good yeah. it is what it is I'm yeah. not them and I yeah. you know I got my own unique weird way of doing things and uh, you know it all it all comes out in the wash you yeah. know and we're you know like both I think both of us have been like you know we've been steadily going up that yeah that roller coaster like one rung at a time <laughs> yeah. gink 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 you know yeah
2: and what I tell myself to make myself feel better I don't know if I'm convincing myself of something but like. Someone who's been in this industry since '96. Yeah. So 2006, 2016, coming up on 30 years. There's not a lot of people who have that longevity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Would I love to be a brand that blows up overnight, makes a gazillion dollars, but then disappears? I mean, fiscally, sure. Yeah. You know, but that's not all that i'm into it for, yeah. like i don't look at it just it's just like a, you know a money-making uh proposition yeah you know not and i have nothing against money i love money yes. i love making money yes I, lo- I want our shit to be as successful as everyone else yeah one. i guess i want to go about it my way
3: yeah
2: and um so so yeah you know well there's something to be said for longevity yeah i guess is what i'm saying and yeah and The process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's. uh, I don't know. man. It's a trip. You turn around and. A decade goes by. Yeah. And you guys
2: are killing it. I'm. I'm (laughs) I'm watching from the sidelines. I very. Like Mm -hmm. what. The space you guys have carved out. Yeah. Is. Very unique. Somewhat unpredictable. Mm -hmm. If if I go back 10 years. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But incredible. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, uh, you guys have sp- carved out a truly unique space in this industry that I'm just a fan of and I I have fun watching it from afar.
0: Um, I wish I, really I could do. see I really do. from outside. I wish I wasn't inside and I could yeah, look at it objectively I, I and be like, yeah. "Here's here's 10 brands. Yeah, This is what this one's about." Cuz I can't. Yeah. I'm just in I'm in the fucking in I mean I get it. I know I know? wish
2: I could tell you. I mean, but like It's hard. It's hard to get out from the forest. Yeah. But as someone from the outside, I look, I see what you guys are doing. It's always authentic, which is something that's really important to me. Um, And it always just feels like you guys have your finger on the pulse of this city. You guys are ambassadors to this city in a way that few other brands, I can't even think of any that really represent it to the fullest. Um, and so I really,
0: you hear that, you people? You you guys come in with your checks and your corporate uh, things that you need to enter into spaces. The man himself said it check in with us, (laughs) give us a little taste, we'll take you out to eat. (laughs) No, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, it's a pleasure, yeah. Always like talking to you. This is
2: all right. This is great. This This
0: is fun for me. I just like talking shop, man. Who knows? Are they gonna like it? I don't know. What do you think, Jason? You You think that. they might love it. This yeah. might be a smash. You might have to come back.
2: Hey, man, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You just tell me.
0: That no, was great. That was fun. Yeah. That was good shit.